Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and I'm very excited to be welcoming you to the brand new podcast studio. So you probably hear the audio sounds different, maybe. Maybe you're not an audiophile like me, but I don't know. Here it is. Look, I expected better circumstances because let me tell you a little story, right? A couple of months ago, coronavirus entered the O'Brien household and uh, the missus got it and we didn't so I was like Grant and I was keeping the kids away then all of a sudden there were two uh, little boiling bunnies and I, we checked them they had coronavirus and I'd been exposed to them all week um, so I was thinking okay it's only a matter of time before it strikes old uh, Atsty daddy down and uh, nothing nothing at all so I was going around you know COVID free and I was reading up about the, the no COVID cohort and I was thinking, cool, I'm one of these mutant people who just can't get it. And um, because it didn't make sense because I've been to the States and everyone's gone around sort of coughing and licking each other there. And so it didn't make sense that I didn't get it. And I was thinking, maybe I'm just genetically predisposed to be. No, no. Um, so COVID's ripped through the eldest's class again. So he's got it again. Uh, the teacher got it. All of his mates got it. Uh, he came home. And you can't stay away from your kids. You know, they're around you. They cough on you from time to time. The odd snot gets flicked around. And here and here we are. So I was thinking, you know, kind of a week had gone by almost and no one else got it. And I was like, well, you know, they haven't got it because they had it before and their immune system's up. For me, I was just like, just so amazing, you know, so different. But um, sorry to say, Stevens finally did it. I completed it, lads. I've got Corona. And when I say I've got it, I mean I literally have it right now. Um, I tested before I got on again just to see what the crack was, even though my symptoms, um, I'm hanging out my booty. Um, yeah, I still still have them. And delightful one that's actually crept in this time around was that I can't really taste a whole lot, which is... Uh, which is compelling and rich. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to nip up to Tesco and just buy all the foods that I hate, like avocado, onions, um, you know, all that good stuff. Anything salad, Caesar salad, sauce, all that stuff. And just hammer into it for a while and go on like I'm very cultured. But there you go. So look, I've got the Sharona virus. All right. Uh, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm okay, guys. You know, pray for me. Pray for Steve. Anyway, uh, housekeeping. I'm going to get the housekeeping out of the way. In I'm, gonna, I'm looking at the timer here. Um, I'm going to get it through it in 25 seconds. If I don't, I'm going to kick myself in the face. So number one, the switch list is still going. So we have the London party. It is sold out. There are people adding their names to what I'm calling the switch list because... Oh God, I'm going to go over the 25 seconds. Already. Um, because so there's 200 places. All 200 have sold out. But the people that have bought the tickets will sell their ticket on to you if they can't go because they're going to the Tottenham game. So do get on the switch list because that's how I'm going to allocate the tickets then uh, if they do come back. Uh, housekeeping number two, the trip to Lambo has been cranked open. There's more seats cranked open there. Uh, so there's limited spots. So do dive on that. You can go to the website, ukpackers.co.uk forward slash tours. And there's a link that you go to Touchdown Trips and you can request a call back from Ben. So it's like no hassle, no no holds barred. So basically, uh, you leave your request, your interest, whatever. He will call you 
uh, when it's convenient for you and talk you through the options and all that kind of stuff. That's housekeeping number two. Housekeeping number three, patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and giving away a full size iced white Aaron Jones helmet. So uh, don't miss out if you're on to that. Let's get on to some news. So look, Devontae Adams hit the news, Packers news this week, even though he's not with the Packers, uh, which is always good. Um, I, I You know, I mentioned this because I just found the whole thing hilarious. Because what I didn't see floating around was I didn't actually see the actual video or quotes going around. Um, all I saw was is people just dogging Devontae saying, oh, he's gone off his face because of what he said. So if you were to believe the narrative, what Devontae said was is that Derek Carr is exactly the same as Aaron Rodgers. There's no difference and uh, all that kind of stuff. Now, from the offset, when I saw this nonsense, because it's all clickbait and shite, right? Well, once I saw this, I was like, oh, here we go. You know, um, you know, everyone's going to dive on it. So, you know, what they're saying is that he sort of said both were the same. But without even looking at the interview, and I had a feeling there might be more to it, and I will actually give you that interview too, and we, we can talk through it. Um, it's classic off-season, right? But, you know, you look at this thing and you're like, right, on the face of it, it's like asking your, some guy, which do you prefer, your current wife or your ex-wife? I mean, go figure. The only difference is that he's in front of cameras. So I said something, like sort of quipped. I had a quippicism um, on Twitter. And of course, the Detroit Lions lads dived on it. Which, you know, I like having banter with the Detroit Lions lads who run uh, Roar of the whatever uh, UK. Yeah, Roar the Pack. That not it? No, that's that us. Um, and uh, yeah, and then all the other hosts from the Detroit Lions podcast thing, like a clown car. Decided to get out the clown car at me. Um, so it was great. I, en- I enjoyed not responding. Um, so look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the action because if you haven't heard it and you just read the Twitter stuff, all you see is, is Devontae Adams literally said that Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, there's no difference. They're both the same. Um, when that's not what he said. He said this. Devontae, I was wondering you mentioned Rodgers. Um, what are some of the maybe subtle similarities or differences between Rodgers and Carr since you've worked with both of them for so many years? Um... Ooh, that's a tough question. Right. <laughs> so first off, if we're going to analyze this, ooh, God, that is athlete speak for uh, choice. Because here you go. It is asking, who do you prefer? Do you prefer your, your mother's cooking or your girlfriend's cooking? And you say that question to them at Christmas dinner while you're having your mother's cooking in front of both of them anyway. I mean, it's tough to compare. It's, it's really apples and oranges. Um Derek, Derek. I mean, it's just, it's just such a different ball game. I mean, obviously, you like the exacerbation in his voice. First off, to, uh, to, you know, he's struggling here. Give him that. Of Aaron, who's cemented as you know one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and you know, that's just like comparing me to like Jerry Rice. You know, it'd be tough to do because Jerry's put together what he's done, and it's, it's undeniable respect for him. Um, and me, I'm still, I'm still going, and there's still a lot that I got to do to be able to be mentioned with Jerry. And I- so, like, you know, this is the truth of it here. So he said all of this stuff before. Now he does say something like off and being real or from being honest or something. We'll get to it. Um, you know, but they've taken that soundbite. But so far, he's literally said that Aaron Rodgers is the goat. You know, he's solidified as a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. All this kind of stuff, uh, and it's hard to compare with that because of some. He's got so much more to do if he was to compare himself to Jerry Rice. I mean, all of this is obvious sort of flattery towards Rogers. 
bearing in mind that he is now a Raider. Uh, and I'm aware of that. And I think Derek is also aware of that, um, you know, from a big picture. But as far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar, if, you, if, if I'm keeping it real. Derek's arm strength and, and they throw the ball a lot different. Like Derek is going to fire it in there and you, you're going to know that thing's coming quick. And Aaron's got the ability to just kind of tighten that core up and just flick the ball to you. So the, the release is a lot different, but being able to get the ball to you late, you know, if they see you coming out. This is what I love. Uh, you know, they're both very similar, uh, although their releases are completely different. Uh, you know, Derek Carr cannons the ball to there and Aaron Rodgers has more finesse. So they're the same, if you ask me, but also they're not the same at all. So come on. I mean, this is where the sound boy Out of a from. break. Not many quarterbacks can get it to you before you get to the sideline, you know, if you're outside the numbers already. But having two guys like that with really strong arms and understand the game and, um, you know, the mental part of it is a, another similarity that they have is – they both obsess over it and, and they know everything that's going on out there. A lot of times I've seen Aaron call out a blitz when the safety's, you know, 17 yards off the ball, just, just kind of creeping back there. He said in practice, hey, he's coming. And I'm like, what? And then sure enough, dude comes flying on the snap from 17 yards down the field. So I've seen that from Aaron. And then I've seen Derek literally give me a check that didn't make any sense to me before in college here, same thing. And, you know, we, we score a touchdown on it. So. Um, a lot of similarities, but but much different. And I think Derek is in a position where he's he's chasing to, to be one of those all-time greats like that. Which is, like I said, um, that's not a slight on Derek whatsoever. I wouldn't be here if I was if I was slighting Derek. But um, I don't think that I'm ready to compare myself to Jerry Rice just yet. We'll see when it's all said and done. Um, you know, or after some more time. Just to to be fair um, overall, and and I think the same is with Derek. We you know we both chasing it and still got a lot in front of us. That's the truth. Did he say they were the same? No. Kind of. Like, you know, if I'm being real, and that's what people talk out of it, was kind of like, like if I'm, if I'm keeping a 100 here, I mean, they're identical. And that's not what he said at all. That is what he said there. Basically, Aaron Rodgers is a legend. Uh, Derek Carr. It's, it's, he's trying to pussyfoot around, kind of like I am now, waffle. Uh, he's trying to pussyfoot around the answer, not to, you know, upset his, his own quarterback as it stands. But when you look at it, I mean, you know, if you're not Aaron Rodgers, you're quite aware that you're not Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, that was the big clickbait uh, article that went around. Um, but, you know, the, the other talking point as well is, of course, we've OTAs going on. And the big one that's come up is is David Bakhtiari. Because an awful lot of this sort of OTA stuff and mini camps and even training camp and all this. Like an awful lot of this stuff, it's like a preseason game. You know, if you're looking at it a certain way, you can derive what you want from it. So if you look at a preseason game, we lose. You know, you look at that and go, oh, we're crap now. So that's brilliant. You know, when that's not the case, you know, they're trying out certain plays. They're not, they're very vanilla playbook, trying to blood the young players and all that kind of stuff. And it's the same when it comes down to uh, training camp and all that. It's literally bringing college kids in and getting them accustomed to what it's like to run an NFL style offense and schedule and the installs and all that kind of stuff to make sure that they're not completely green. Um, so the only real sort of storylines that that come out are more so about the veterans or changes. But I mean, you're really clutching at straws. It's certainly not a daily podcast uh, time of year, uh, which would be entirely and utterly painful. Uh, the other big one that's floating around is David Bakhtiari. And I think to a, I think I think to a large degree, um, the reason that this has sort of come up when, you know, I guess a couple of us out there were saying, look, let's temper expectations. But I think, I think what really shot the Packers in the foot here was, A, the injury kind of went sideways on them in the sense that he had, you know, the surgery and then they had to go and do some cleanup and stuff like that as well, which didn't help. So that sort of hampered recovery. But it's a pretty grisly thing to come back from. 
you know, you look at, um, who was it? Ray Lewis had that biceps thing and, oh, what's his face? Adrian Peterson, God damn it! how could I forget his name? You know, he tore his ACL and MCL and all of a sudden he took whatever it was, deer antler, and then he's back again. You know, like some of these lads just have this freakish comeback. But when you're a big lad like David Bakhtiari, it takes time. Uh, the Packers are going to shot themselves in the foot though when they played him for a game last year, a sort of pretty meaningless game as well and he had that setback and all this and at the time there was this talk of like oh Aaron sort of said you know if you're if you go and take the field it'd mean a lot to me and all this type of stuff so whether Bakhtiari felt forced but we know the way it is in Green Bay I mean Martellus Bennett was moaning about it they you know the Packers do not let you play um, unless you're ready because they're not going to risk it as well as that with the amount of money riding on David Bakhtiari's contract and all that kind of stuff there's no way they're shoving him out there um, if he's not ready so you know, it's all a load of beeswax, but they asked the floor again here, what's the story? Is he going to make it by training camp? And to remind you, training camp starts in Green Bay on July 27th, and he's been doing sort of practice off the field with all the lads who've been injured, Elton Jenkins and the boys, and people have seen him out there. So they're sort of, is he going to be ready is the big question, as always. And, you know, the floor was like, well, we don't know. Time will tell. So that's causing some people to freak out. What I would say is, look, we did last season without him. Yeah, we look in a good place. They're always bolstering the O-line. We have a good history there. But, you know, I sort of did a YouTube video a while ago before he got the extension on the contract and all that and sort of said, look, as he played his way out of Green Bay because he's so good. But you're only good when you're playing, you know, and I've no doubt he's going to come back and operate at an extremely high level. But the thing is, is, you know, it's long distance relationship stuff. You know, if you kind of prove the fact that if you're not around and you're not there, you know, people get used to it. Uh, dealing without you and I, I, I sort of think it's pinned to Aaron Rodgers contract as well you know and it's kind of counterintuitive in a way is that you sort of think right you'd want the best left tackle in football out there if you have a young quarterback who can you know hold up the defenders hold up the rush from the blind side and sort of give him time to throw the ball and everything else but if you're zapping up a lot of money to someone who can do an admirable job in his place which they will have to do uh, well, then you'd imagine that Bakhtiari's contract is coming in for a break at some stage and maybe he might sort of go by the wayside if Rodgers leaves, which we don't know is going to be in one, two, three, four years, whatever. Um, so it's an interesting talking point. But do you know what? We're at this sort of stage, aren't we, in Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers has gone from being the diva and, uh, you know, pontificating about women's rights, uh, you know, but applying that to his own COVID journey. And this sort of fallout from that, like I was sort of saying about Wayne Rooney and the and, and the grannies, you know, I mean, he bangs in a couple of goals and everybody's happy days. But it was, you know, the talk was, is has he tarnished his legacy? And I, I feel for an awful lot of people from speaking to various people, I mean, he, he did and he has. Um, but certainly it's all settled down now, which is nice to see. And it's nice to see Rogers and the front office on such good terms. And because that's the case, you know, it's like when mates are fight. you know the worst one I've seen actually is where someone will fight with their partner and they'll break up and they'll bring it back to the group and go yeah I broke up with Becky or yeah I broke up with Dave and they go oh god Dave was a tool anyway and then they end up getting back together again and you can hate Dave when they're broken up and he's a you know he's a tool but the minute they get back together again you're like ah you know what Dave's not so bad so that's the way it is here is that it's hard to have skin in the game and to have beef, you know, because it's sort of pro front office or pro Rogers, or it certainly it seems that way. And you can't say a bad word about anybody else, or yet, you know, an unhinged weirdo sending you seventeen uh, emails a day. 
Uh, but when it comes to this, when they've sort of made up themselves and they're speaking on the same page and it looks like that they're, you know, operating on the same sort of hymn sheet, well, then you look at it then and go, well, you know, it's hard to be pro anything because they're together now. So, you know, we accept Dave again. So when it looks at this situation, it's kind of nice that it should round out Roger's career. Um, because like he sort of said himself, you know, this wasn't him telling the front office everything you do is wrong and vice versa. But they came to some understanding in the background, which made Rogers say yes, definitely to would he retire in Green Bay. So it's nice to just get along with BAU, with business as usual. You know, just to enjoy the fact that he's happy there. The front office are happy with him. You know, um, I don't know if that'll all fire up again when he gets back on Pat McAfee, if anything else comes up during the year. But uh, as we all know, and again, here I'm sitting here with COVID, but we all know COVID doesn't exist anymore. Um, but it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, Rogers is going through an awful lot of change because we sort of, it's like when you try to convince someone to stay and then they do, and then you're like, uh, okay. And then you've got to deal with that circumstance. You know, the narrative was always, if he goes elsewhere, will he have the same shot or whatever? And that was always, you know, the lack of Devontae Adams wasn't taken into account with that. But we saw Brian Urlacher on the Pat McAfee show talking about how any receiver in there, you know, Rodgers makes them better. And I know that's obvious. You know, we've seen that with players and it's more obvious when they leave, which is why all eyes are on Devontae. Uh, and not to write him off, the guy's phenomenal. As it stands, he still is for me the best, if not one of the best receivers in the league, but just how he can sort of carry that Raiders team. Or maybe he won't have to. I mean, maybe Carr is absolutely comparable with Aaron Rodgers. Um, we'll see. But, you know, it, the the challenges that face Rodgers now, uh, quite big. You know, no Nathaniel Hackett. He gets Tom Clements back, which is great. He gets young receivers, which we all know the sort of those trust issues there. So... You know, if you were to take your cheese head hat off as a fan, you'd look at it and go, this is some seriously interesting stuff, you know, um, because it's all of this sort of change and freshness, but with the same dynamic, ridiculous MVP level quarterback. So it's to see what he can do with that. And we all know, you know, it's like when you wake up after you're 90, you know, you're kind of like, whoop, still here. You know, so that's the same as it is with Aaron Rodgers. You know, you look at this and kind of go, He's still here and he's still operating at a really high level. But we've seen it with all the quarterbacks in the past is that, apart from Tom Brady, where, you know, they operate at a really high level and then sometimes that drop-off is is really, really vast. But, of course, he has the front office around him and, you know, a stellar defense. And we hear these, you know, quotes coming out from mini camps and all to say that uh, Quay Walker is unbelievable and he's a baller already and all this sort of uh, bluff and bluster. So it's nice to see you know, we're still living in that history and it hasn't been scuppered like the Favre stuff, you know, and that we get Rogers back and he leaves on the terms of the team and him, and we get to enjoy, you know, the fact that it's a bit of a golden era again instead of all this sort of he said, she said, TMZ style stuff. So that's going to be nice to see. But look, will Bakhtiari be back? You know, time will tell. Did Devontae Adams say that Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr were exactly the same? Not in a million years, did he? I mean, it's an awful lot of waffle and bluster. Uh, but look, uh, training camp is July 27th. So we're going to have to hang on to our seats uh, before then. And of course, the news will trickle out. But it's so good to see the Packer chatter back again on the socials. And of course, waiting with bated breath for those tickets to drop uh, for London as well and for the Packers to come over to London. So it's going to be absolutely brilliant to see us all, you know, either at the game or at the watch party. 
Uh, so do get involved. And of course, if you want to win some merch, you get onto that Patreon. But either way, I'd love to hear from you. Get into that Facebook group at UK Packers. There's a private group you can get into there as well. Of course, Twitter and Instagram. Some killer reels coming out there. I've been at NFL in the brand new podcast studio with no taste, with COVID. But anyway, hopefully I'll be on the bend and fully better by next week. And I'll speak to you then.